Hello, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And we are extremely honored, very honored, and excited to have today's guest with us. She is a real live Muppet performer. Guest, please tell the folks at home who you are. <laughs> My name is Leslie Carrara Rudolph. How do you do? <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Yes. Um, it's I'm an sure. honor to be here. It is. I love you guys. This is so much oh, fun. Thanks. Well, I'm sure oh, everyone thanks. who's <laughs> listening to this Muppet Movie podcast knows this, but Leslie, of course, plays Abby Kadabi and a million other characters on Sesame Street. One million! One million! At least, right? <laughs> and her other credits include uh, Muppets Tonight, Splash and Bubbles, The Wobbulous World of Dr. Seuss, Animal Jam, and many, many other things Muppet related and otherwise. So, thanks for being here. Thank you. And the reason you are here is to talk about minutes 9 and 10 of The Muppets Take Manhattan, in which uh, Martin Price seems interested in The Muppets musical, but there's something a little fishy going on. Yes. So as we pick up this clip, um, Martin Price, played by Dabney Coleman, who Anthony loves. I do. I love him. I do, too. Um, That's good. We're we're all uh, pro Dabney Coleman here. Um, actually, I just wanted to mention, we talked about Dabney Coleman a lot last week, but, um, when I was researching for this season, I found an article, a newspaper article from 1984. It was in the Passaic, New Jersey Herald News. It was just kind of a profile. Oh, Dabney Enri- Coleman. En- Enrico Tornellini's hometown? That is where Enrico Tornellini is from. <laughs> you are correct. Wow. That's a, that's a little foreshadow for later in the movie. Um, it was a profile of Dabney Coleman, mostly about his... TV show Buffalo Bill, but he also mentioned, uh, he said, I have a small part in The Muppets Take Manhattan, which was something I wanted to do for love. So that's nice to hear. Aww. Aww, buddy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Um, Martin Price, not as nice a guy. Um, so Kermit starts telling him about the show. It's about life in the big city. Uh, Martin Price assumes that it's about cops shooting, car chases, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to think, are there... Any major Broadway musicals that are actually about cops, shootings, and car chases? There's like uh, West Side Story and Guys and Dolls have police officers in them, but I don't think there are a lot of shootings in Broadway shows. Um, no, I guess not. I mean, not really. <laughs> I mean, I guess like Fiorello has a lot of like it's like political wheeling and dealing, you know, uh, and like, but that's the closest one I can think of. Yeah. Okay. Well, Which so is Kermit, the first tip off to his um, credibility. Yes, that he doesn't understand a, what goes into a Broadway musical. Yeah. Uh, but So yes. Kermit tells him, no, it's more like songs and dances. He says, songs and dances? Like, he's never considered such a thing before. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. I love that joke. <laughs> that this theatrical... Second, second cute. Yes, second <laughs> this is our second tip. Um, yeah, I love this joke. Uh, so yeah, then he says, eh, nobody cares about shootings anyway. Uh, he, Kermit tells him that they want to star in it themselves. So then he's like, you'll be the stars, unknowns, songs, what? dances, shootings. And then throughout this, this little, uh, line, the Muppets are nodding their heads, nodding their heads, nodding their heads, and then shaking their heads and going, mm. no, no shootings. Um, 
I love the way Dabney Coleman snaps his fingers and says, that's exactly what I was about to say. You be the stars. Right. Like, it's such a, it's like, it's one of these things where he's so obviously a swindler. Like, <laughs> Right. But here's the question that I, I was obvious. just, yeah, that I was just thinking about though. How much of this is a put on of him being like, oh yeah, you guys really have a great idea. You really know what you're doing. And how much of it is just him has like, that he has no idea what he's doing. Like, he's do you just think, a dumb guy. Do you think, do you think he just set up this office? Like, do you think he finished whatever Murray Plotsky affair he was up to and then shed that identity and just started becoming a Broadway producer recently? I do. Because of what comes to follow. Okay. Which I can't remember if it's in the next episode where she makes her interest and say, that's the man that took my money. And I'm like, that that is this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's at the end of this clip. So what, because that is the lead in unless she just came in and she had an idea for a Broadway show. I mean, I was <laughs> well, just like, no, he obviously took her for something else. Yeah. There was some, you know, I, I, was doing I feel like else. this is, yeah. this is a catch me if you can situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah I think okay. that's right. I agree. So this because week he's that, a Broadway producer. Yes, exactly. Yes, because with, and, and you can't tell me that woman came in there like I have a great idea for a Broadway show, <laughs> no. and it's like oh, you know, which is kind of like the producers where he was, you know, he was seducing women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, she, yeah, she could have been an thing. investor. I don't think so. No. Not the way she's dressed. Like she's mm. in a sweater and a purse and in beige. That is, doesn't unless she. I don't know. Unless she said it was my son's, like her backstory. I'm very curious. I would love to see her five minutes before she walks in. And that's or how really she, interesting. Yeah. We don't really see much of her at all. No, like and the casting of her is, has nothing to do with, I, I feel like it's just so completely different. That's Murray Plotsky, you know? Yeah. I mean? <laughs> You're right about her look though. She doesn't look like the kind of person who has a lot of money to, to give. I, I mean, I think that's the point is that he, he took her for all she had for something else though. I don't think he, he took her for, I feel like this is a new setup with the, you know, there's a couple little clues go, going by my, like, um, you know, like in the sting where they take over an office and, you know, they change, they say, we're going to paint. I'm bringing up another reference up for a different movie, but you sure. know, where they take over That's the good. office and yeah. um, they say that they're painting and then they tell me he has to leave. And then they take over the office. Well, Later in the next two minutes, there's you know a ladder in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Could oh, be yeah. something, you know. It, it could be some office repairs. Right. But definitely, I'm really curious as to what that woman, what he did to that woman, what how he got her money. But I don't yeah. think it was through a Broadway show investment. That's the kind of thing. If this was like a Marvel movie, there would be a comic book published that would tell the story of how Murray Plotsky <laughs> cheated this lady. Yeah, right. or like if it's Italian. Pixar, like that little guy Bernie, you know, yeah, that little one that short film. Keep, it would be a short, yeah, yeah. The short film. He keeps coming out. Like, yeah, what's her what's her running time up? Where does she find these officers? And how do they find him? You know, oh, yeah, a that's a good question too. How do they yeah, track down? Those are two men in blue officers. Those right. aren't. Those are detectives. <laughs> That's wow. true. You know, I hadn't even considered that. How did they figure out that Martin Price was Murray Plotsky? Well, there's the same I, initials. Yeah. I just, I'm no, dying wasn't. to know how he got. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's the whole, the whole. <laughs> I mean, she uh, is in a story. little. She's in a little beige blouse. She has, and like, and his secretary, like, I feel like her. The secretary is kind of like, um, there's police officers there. Like, did he hire this secretary? Maybe this is her first week of work. Like, yeah, I'm a. Did he also? Is she part of the sting, or did he like? this office up hire this woman because she looks like she has no idea what's going on that's true you're right yeah wow she doesn't say like here it's time to go you better hide under the desk get go on the <laughs> lamb well it's nothing interesting. she comes in what are you um there's officers yeah there and, she seems uh, uh surprised by it completely um, clueless but yeah i actually had this um to mention a, a little later but in the march 7th 1983 draft of the screenplay when she comes in, she actually says, Marty, it's the heat. So oh, that makes it seem she, like she was in on it in that version of, of the screenplay. But in this one, she's she's not. No. Huh. Yeah. No. So that's which is which. I, and, and then they're like their costuming is just like, like I said, the woman is just all in beige and yeah. she has her handbag. You know, she's in a long sweater cardigan and. You know, and and his secretary, she's not Vavumi. She's just very simple. You know, I'm in a, I have a little white collar and pearls and um, the police are here. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think he, I think she, this is her first week of work for this producer. Yeah, he, this, he may have just set this office up. Yeah, I think you're onto something. And I can't remember, what is she, do you remember, does she say Marty or does she say, does she call him Mr.? It's well, yeah, because his name is Murray in this version of the. No, no, the secretary. What does the secretary call him when she comes in to tell him the police are there? Yeah, I don't. She probably says Mr. Price, right? I'm going to find it. I don't remember. I have it. I have it. I have it. Police officers outside. Okay. Sorry, sorry, guys. Police officers outside. They'd like to speak to you for a minute. It sounds like she doesn't address him by name at all there. No, she goes, there's two police officers. And and she's kind of nervous, but in in the clip, now that I look at that look back at it, the other police officer has has already grabbed the secretary by the arm. Oh yeah. So maybe yeah. she was in on yeah, it. Yeah, they're maybe suspicious, I guess. They're just they just want to cover all their bases. I don't know. Um, but we, <laughs> we can we could write a spin off. <laughs> we should pitch yeah. it. Yeah, you I this is great stuff. <laughs> Um, I love this. I never. I have not thought about this much about this at all. So no, I am intrigued. I, by, I would. I would subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that lady. I just want to know exactly what, how much money he took, what it was about, how they found. Her, because I was like, you know, casting is everything, you know, and 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 costuming. But anyway, that's the side note. But yeah, no, you're keep, right. It was a very that deliberate was, look. I wasn't even really going to bring that up, but you mentioned it. No, it's great. <laughs> um, Thank you. So according to Muppet Wiki, the actress who plays the old lady is named Joanne Hamlin. And this is her only movie credit. Oh. But she worked on stage for years in South Carolina, New York City, and Massachusetts. Huh. Um, and she worked with the Harvard Summer Repertory Theater. And she created and starred in two one-woman shows called Choices Whoa. and I Am an Artist. Oh wow! Can we yeah. find those shows? I I don't. I mean, I think if you go back in time, <laughs> wow. But uh, but yeah. So like, and but I agree. You're right. Like, she doesn't look like someone who's going to pitch a show. 
So it is fascinating to me that that this actress actually wrote and starred in two one woman shows. Oh right, apparently. yeah, y- you know, yeah, huh? But then again, so, well, it's, like, mean, it's the costume choices and right. It's it's she's playing a character. Yeah, you know. I'm sure she didn't well, act like. I'm sure in her one woman shows she wasn't like that's Marie Plotsky. He took right. my life savings, you know. Well, I mean, when you get the casting call, I mean, you know, what was the casting call? Sweet old, sweet elderly lady um, is has been taken advantage of by a swindler, you know. So right. maybe that was her costume choice. It didn't say, um, you know, a woman, a woman investor with an idea for a Broadway show, you know, that's a right, right. So right. Of course. I just, that, that just leads me to believe he just set up office, you know, recently. And yeah. this is, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so going back a couple steps, uh, when he's listening to this pitch or it, like, it's barely even a pitch, but he says, you know what? I smell something. And then all the Muppets turn to look at Ralph. He says, why does everyone always blame dogs? So I guess, I mean, this could just be a joke about dogs smelling bad, but I guess this is a fart joke, right? I think so. I guess so. But like dogs also smell bad. Like when they're wet, you know, like dogs just smell bad all the time. No, not all the time. I'm going to disagree. It's a fart joke. But I guess I didn't really realize that until, I don't know. I didn't realize when I was a kid watching this. But would it be funnier if Fozzie was wearing fart shoes, right? Um, no. And oh, I, okay. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the Muppets doing any kind of flatulence-related humor. But I realized that I might be in the minority on that. This is just my personal thought because there's lots of different creatures in that critters in this particular shot. There's animals. There's, you know, there's a chicken. There's, there's a frog. There's lots of different. Uh, there's a bear. There's lots of different smells in that, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that group, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's Gonzo, right? Who so knows? yeah. So why does when anybody step in? So in in a typical a dog household, if there is a smell of some sort, people usually blame the dog. And yes. there was, but so I'm going to say this was a. A dog gas joke. Yeah. And maybe another reason then that I didn't get it when I was a kid was that I didn't have a family dog until I was a teenager. So <laughs> My dog gets offended by gas. Just, tell, just so in case your viewers need to know. And this is not part of like dissecting the episode. <laughs> but if anybody passes gas, Newhart literally gets up and walks away and looks back at you while he's walking away. Like I'm mortified he's just disgusting. you know that you he's just leaves and he even got one of those little chew toys that is like a poop emoji that that's like a whoopee cushion like when yeah. he plays with it and he was playing with it and it made the noise he's dropped it and looked away and just like started crying <laughs> like he was upset like now even my toys have that. new heart is way too sophisticated for that kind of humor yeah. all right <laughs> um so- so Price tells them, oh, so Carmen is trying to get him to read the script but uh, before he commits, but he's like, no, I'm going to produce your show. This is it. Um, all he has to do is get, so he has, he has a million things to do, but first what he needs from the Muppets is $300 a piece, which he tells them is standard Broadway procedure. And I guess they're probably 
this is probably something that really happens in the theater world and like definitely in other parts of show businesses, these kinds of scam artists, like, you know, I'll do this thing for you. You just pay me first. Yeah. I think they do that like a lot with like, um, sure. We'll pick you up at this agency, but you have to take these classes first. And yeah. we want to make sure you know how to do the commercial. So we're going to sign you up with this particular class and this is how much this is. And then you'll need your, so Yeah. Yeah, just so, like, yeah. I'll do this for you, and you're going to be a star, but just keep paying me money to do it. So, yeah, that's that's his deal. Um, yeah, and then we talked about uh, the lady comes in and identifies him as Murray Plotsky. Uh, the police tell him that he's pulled his last con job, and that is where this clip ends. Um, the only... Oh, actually, I had two other things. Um, one is another thing that was cut from the... March 7th, 1983 draft, which is that when the Muppets first come in, uh, Price closes his eyes and leans back in his chair and just sits there for a really long time, just silently thinking until the Muppets think he might be dead. Which is, What? Yeah, it's really weird. I, I, I should have... I didn't actually write down the exact excerpt from the script, but it's just like, he closes his eyes, he leans back, and he's just sitting there. And they kind of stare at him, and then Animal walks up and like stares him in the face and he, he opens his eyes and, and like is startled by animal, but, and Kermit says they, they thought he might be dead. So I don't know what that's all about. That was a good thing to delete from the script. I I feel yeah, like that's something I, that could, could work with a different actor maybe. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe they had somebody else in mind. Yeah. If it's, you know, C- Christopher Walken or something. Sure. Yeah, somebody a little more oddball. Yeah. You um, know? And then the other thing is, so we're saying that he's probably, never actually produced a a musical in his life. But I noticed this time for the first time that there are framed posters on his wall of presumably musicals that he's worked on in the past. And the ones that I could read, there was one called No Problem, one called Too Too Much, like T-W-O and then (laughs) T-O-O, Too Too Much, Uh, one called Ahab, where the poster looks like Captain, like a cartoon version of Captain Ahab being like, like squirted up on a, a whale's blowhole. Ahab the musical. Yeah, which is a really funny okay. idea. Yeah, I, I and then it. there's one right near the door called Unicorns Don't Cry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's ahead of its time. Because, I mean, think about it. Unicorns back then aren't as popular as they are now. That's so true. That, that's that's really ahead of its time. That's hilarious. Yeah, unicorns don't cry. So um, that is actually everything I have for these two minutes. Um, I will ask if either of you have any final thoughts, starting with Leslie. Yes. So um, I'm glad that it wasn't laying back and just snoozing, because that would have been such a huge waste of um, Dabney. Um, I'm going to call him that Um, just because what I love about this is it, it, it's so classic. Like this, this almost becomes like, it kind of becomes, it's such a genius physical comedy, these four minutes. And I'm so glad I got them both because it's just, there's, there's like a nod to um, just the orchestration of comedy. And there's like a nod to the Marx brothers later, which uh, Gonzo does, which I think you will probably know what it is. But what I like about him is that they come in and the Muppets 
to really like, they're very animated, obviously already. And he is so quiet and so subtle Mm. and his stillness. Like he just basically, he starts, it's like in good animation, you know, they call it squash and stretch. Right. Mm -hmm. And basically if you know that you're going to go to like make a big movement or you're going to go big later on, you're as chill as possible. So he's so calm and slick and the way he's just still, um, like when he says, yeah, we'll have this, uh-huh, this, uh-huh, this, uh-uh. And so even the back and forth, in is it, it plays like a radio show. So even if you can, you know, when you were talking about they were waving their, shaking their heads, uh-huh, uh-huh, Yeah, uh-huh, and that, uh-huh. I mean, that's uh-huh, that's a great uh-huh, visual, uh-huh. too. But the audio, the, the, the verbal aspect of that is really funny, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just like, it's so classic. I mean, it's just so well orchestrated and he's just so like, well, I loved him in nine to five. I mean, he, this, this man is such a genius, such an underrated um, comedian, you know, and his timing and everything and his style and his delivery. And it is just really, I just like how he's, he's visualizing it. He's acting like he's seeing it. Mm -hmm, This is great. And then there'll be guns. What? Nope. Okay, I guess not. And then, you know, it's but even that, it's just like he he doesn't go, there'll be guns and they'll be great. This will be great. Oh, hey, kids, this is going to be great. Yeah. He's not going, this is going to be fabulous. You tell me, I guess, you know, he's not playing it all like schmoozy. He's playing right. it all laid back and talk to me. Yeah, like, that's mm, true. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think he's really perfect for the role in that way. And also it kind of, it kind of is the vibe of this movie, which is a little bit more low key than the previous two Muppet movies. I mm-hmm. guess the, the one, unless I'm missing something, the one uh, celebrity cameo that's an exception to that is Joan Rivers later, which is yeah. a very, a very wacky high energy scene, but yeah, the rest of it, including the celebrity cameos are, it's a little more subtle kind of comedy and comedy performances than, than some stuff in the other two movies were. Yeah. I just like that. I just like that. He's just like very, his, he's very articulate and, 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 and I don't want to say petite, but he's just very small, but articulate and like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Okay. I just, I just need $300. Yeah. Yeah. Subtle, deliberate. Right. It's just really calm and which is nice because it plays a nice balance with these, you know, these high energy, vibrant, creatures in front of you, you know, creatures, I'm sorry. And then it's just like, okay, so this, and then the woman calmly comes in and says, uh, the police are here. And then the next thing you're like, what? So that's when all of a sudden this is a squash and stretch, like what? And then he quietly walks forward. Like, okay, okay, okay. And then you're right. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's like, it's building up to the punchline or the, yeah. All hell breaks loose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's if a great was, observation. If he was this like chill, like, hey, come on in, kids, tell me about your, sh-, you know, and, and all these big movements, it would completely take away from what's about to happen. You know, yeah. you're, oh, you're, yeah, you're like right. sitting in there, you've been all, you've been walking from place to place, you go in and, you know, people up until that point is a montage of getting the door slammed and, you know, so it was really, I don't know, I just i just think he's just genius. And then, of course, the rhythm of the comedy back and forth, just so well played by the Muppets and yep. by them. Their timing back and forth 
you know yeah and it's just so much fun to see so many muppets in the frame just uh just you know in unison like that in unison, yeah, like their energy is completely because you're right close and you're feeling each other. And the cool thing about the one thing I love about puppeteering, you know, especially when you're you're with someone, you can feel each other's breath. You can you're watching you're watching the monitor. So you can see each other's breathing, you can see each other nod their head. You know, if you're a comedian and you're with your partner, you you have eyeballs on your partner and you can read each other's emotions, right? Because you're right face-to-face with them. But when you're a puppeteer, your eyes are pointed down and you're looking, and so you're having to feel their breath right next to you, mm. heart-to-heart, and you're looking, looking on screen, and it's going up here. So it's the, it's it's just a, it's a, it's just an incredible group rhythm that they have. Huh. It's yeah, it's awesome. really fascinating. Yeah, this is why I love hearing you talk about this stuff because it's even I think people like Anthony and myself who think about the Muppets and the puppeteers behind them a lot are not necessarily thinking about that part of it when we're watching something like this. Yeah, and the other thing too is that they're not like even when they all turn to look at Ralph the dog, right? So, um, so he goes, "I smell something," and then they're maybe they they all just kind of take off each other's lead like did you just i mean how maybe ralph has been dropping bombs all day maybe (laughs) maybe he's he's just gassy but but even then they're working off each other's timing it's not like it's not a you don't know who he's gonna look they're gonna look at they just end up looking and then then it becomes a dog joke but you know yeah i'm just looking at it again like a couple of them sort of like look around a little bit, like they they kind like of is take it a me? roundabout, yeah, a roundabout way, and then they they like all of their eyes land on Ralph in the back. So yeah, and that, yeah. I mean that's something I'm sure they had to sort of choreograph and and figure out exactly how this this take is going to work. I think that's where, like you said, that's where the puppeteers just like they do it a couple times. They just you just feel each other, like you know, because you're seeing it in real time. You know, other actors don't get to see themselves because right? you're looking at a monitor and you're seeing what you're the looking at a see. monitor. You're seeing everybody turn, everybody feel, everybody like, and you're balancing the screen. Like, yeah, you know, they're in the foreground. There's very little. There's some head shaking, but when Dabney's working, they're giving all their focus to him. They're not upstaging him. They're letting him do his work. You know, mm-hmm. they're very they're very thoughtful of it. So, yeah. I'm sure it's also an advantage in this one that they had, and the Great Muppet Caper, to have a, a Muppet performer as a director, someone who understands that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, coming in from the beginning. So, yeah, that's really yeah. fascinating. Thanks for sharing those <laughs> insights. Yeah, for sure. That's great. It's, I um, would so, never think of that stuff. Like, yeah. I, so, Anthony, did you have anything else? No, I can't follow that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In that case, we will start to wrap things up. Um, Leslie will be back next episode, but um, we're going to go ahead and do this part now. Um, we like to ask our guests, uh, what is your history with this movie? Do you remember the first time you saw it? How, how would you rank it alongside the other Muppet movies? Oh, that's right. You ask these questions. 
Yeah, sorry, I, I should have reminded you that we do this. Yeah, because I have different feelings for each one. Let me see if I can remember. Like, well, I mean, I saw all the Muppet movies in theater, lucky me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was such a huge, I collected frogs. Me and my best friend, Wayno, we collected frogs and stuff. So we were huge Kermit fans anyway. And we would like dress up with all our Muppet, you know, whatever we had. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when I first, I will say this, when I, when Ryan, when he asked me first to join the both of you, I thought that the clip that I wanted was the rats that were um, skating on pats of butter, you yeah. know, the first rat tattooey. Um, I, that was the first thing I want because I thought, oh my God, because I left the theater just being so excited about all the things that were the rats were doing in the kitchen. So that's kind of stuck with me. So yeah. I'm really surprised that's I me later to pick this clip. So I just remember just being obsessed with the two worlds, you know, that that they always have. I think we talked about this in our last visit, or maybe we were talking about Muppet Treasure Island or something like there's always an A story and a B story and, you know, how the lights. But um, but that's that's one thing I remember most is that. And now when I go back and look at it, I try to find Muppet performers like in the opening scene. Oh, sure. The cameos in the audience at the college. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of fun to do that. But um, yeah, I don't know if I can answer this question. That's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> it's, it's hard to choose, actually. They're all good. It really is hard to choose because I just have such an emotional attachment. You know, um, when we did um, The Great Muppet Caper, you know, Charles Grodin was just like the musical numbers were so over the top. I love that. And, um, but I really feel like with the Muppet movie, it really does resonate where, where you are in your life, you know? And, um, I just remember always being excited about this one. And, Hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, that's a great answer. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, all right, then in that case, we will close things out for this week. Uh, listeners, please make sure you check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, and all of those things. You can also, if you have uh, thoughts about this scene, this movie, some scenes coming up, uh, you can um, send us an email at movinrightalong at toughpigs.com. Uh, I should also remember to give credit to um, our logo by Morgan Davey and our theme music by Stacey Rosen. Thank you to both of them. You can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. Uh, Leslie, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Oh my gosh. Um, so my website is lesliecarrarudolph.com and we're putting some fun things up there lately. There's, if you want to find Lolly, she has her own page there. Lolly Lard Pop on Instagram. It's usually me, um, Lolly, Newhart, Abby Cadabby. <laughs> we, we got a montage of stuff, Granny Dot. Um, Lolly Lard Pop on Facebook. I'm not so great at Facebook as me as Leslie because I'm just so busy. Um, but you can always find, um, you know, I usually post stuff on Instagram. But again, um, my website, I think we're going to be po- posting some shows and some fun things coming up. Yes, so. everyone should definitely check out um, all of those social media things and LeslieCarrRudolph.com, including Lolly's page and all that fun stuff. 
Uh, and listeners, if you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Please tell all your friends about the show and join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.